If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. Hmm. Uh, what do you do? That's a great question. <laughs> what is the long-term effect of too much information? Hello and welcome back to the Wine Jar Cynics Podcast. I am Dio. And I'm Gene. In vino veritas. And I'm Mac, also in Latin. That was my line. No, that was yours. You should, <laughs> you should say that first. In wine, there is truth. You didn't let me get to it. You jumped the gun. I did it. Okay, let's talk about the American dream. Let's talk about it. What do you think about the American dream? It's funny because I was... Um, is it alive? In na- well, first of all, I remember why why I brought it up because um, I was remembering somebody who was commenting on the American... Some people were talking about immigrating to the U.S. Uh-huh. It was some video. And then people were like, yeah, yeah, I want to go there because the Amer- I, I want to achieve the American dream. I want to go there and, mm-hmm. and fulfill my, my myself. And then people were railing on him and saying, <laughs> the American dream. There's a reason they call it a dream. Because you have to be asleep to believe in it. Wow. They, <laughs> there's such a, how do I say it? So such edgy. A, no, no, such, <laughs> a, a, such a, a edgy doomer um, logic. So dark. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, no, okay. Let's define the American dream first and foremost before we uh, begin. Mm-hmm. The American dream is the belief that anyone, mm-hmm. regardless of where, you're, where they were born or what class they were born into, can attain their own version of success in a society where upload mo- upload, uh, upward mobi- mobility is possible for everyone. The American dream is achieved through sacrifice, risk-taking, and hard work rather than by chance. Yeah, sounds about right. So, what, okay, I just, I just want to give a comment first mm-hmm. because when I hear people who say the American dream is not real, it's never been real, right? I always think of the people who, they're the, the two types of people. And I know I, I don't want to create a false dichotomy because there's many types of people. I'm in the middle, right? As a cynic, right? But we'll talk that we'll talk about that later. But the people who say that it's not real, mm-hmm. it really reminds me of people who they think uh, they subscribe to the idea of fate and determinism. And they believe that there's no free will and that you can't do anything and that everything is is um the circumstances of your birth are, ex- are extremely relevant to you and depending on the circumstances of birth and privilege and class that these decide what kind of person you will be and you can do absolutely nothing whatsoever and this, you got to get a light reminds me of a young man i once knew you got a late pro- yeah yeah i was just gonna i was gonna <laughs> i was gonna bring up proteus too proteus but bef- okay yeah let's bring up proteus now nah, we don't need it. No, just do it. No, you can go back and check. All right. It. It's just, All right. There's another episode. We're going. Wait, to, wait did, did we, we talk about Proteus already? We did. We did. He was on another. Uh, he was on an episode. No, but we deleted that episode. We never. Did we delete we that never episode? released it. Oh shit! Yeah. That was a good episode. We were having fun. Uh yeah. real, real, real quick. Proteus. Uh, he's this kid went to college with, and uh, we had a philosophy club. I went there. The Gadfly. Yeah, Gadfly. <laughs> <laughs> the campus, yeah. He was a young guy. He, I think he was a running start guy, which means he was still in high school. And he came. Uh, he was. Uh, 
You know, he's a smart kid, real smart kid. But I remember we would get into like these philosophic de- debates, and they were a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun doing them. Uh, but one time we were talking about something, and I, I basically recited the American dream, and like I'm doing this so that my daughter can have a better life than I did. And he stone cold just like looked me in the eye, and he was just like, "Well, you know, statistically, you're unlikely to move any social knots higher than your father was, or blah 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 blah. In fact, you're more likely to go down than up." And he lays this shit on me, and he's just like, "The American dream is bullshit." And this is literally the first time I've ever heard it. I'm there. There are some things that I'm just naive as fuck about, <laughs> and I I'd never heard that before. And I'm not gonna lie. Did a number on me, and for like a week, I was just kind of in a funk. I was like, what the fuck is the point of any of this shit? Because, again, I was a soldier. I got out. I went to school when I was uh, almost 30. I was an older student, you know, and so I'm thinking I'm making my life How old better. were you? Like, I was probably 28, 29 at this time, and, uh, you know, I have a kid already, and uh, I'm, I'm thinking, like, I'm doing big things. Like, I'm fulfilling my manifest destiny, right? Like, this is it. And then this fucking kid comes, and, and to be honest, I respect him. Respected him because he's a smart guy. <clears throat> he's well read, and uh, it did a number on me. So anyway, then fucking after a week of thinking about it, I kind of came to the same conclusion that Robin Williams came to in Goodwill Hunting, and that's that he's a fucking kid. <laughs> 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 and he doesn't know, you know, he he may know a lot of book shit, but he literally doesn't know shit about real life or how fucking the, the human experience. In fact, as far as kids go. Uh, he, he's probably quite a sheltered one. He doesn't have a lot of real life experiences, even as far as fucking teenagers go. You know what I mean? So I, I, I kind of was came to this conclusion, felt better about it. Proteus has been a fit. I think as the professor talked to him about it, he's like, I, I come to the realization that I may have been a bit harsh <laughs> and it may have been a bit fucked up. Uh, so I'm, I'm, he didn't say fucked up. Did he really speak like that? Of course he didn't. Yeah, basically from what I can remember. (laughs) (laughs) From what I can remember. Gadfly voice. (laughs) Uh, From what I, maybe I was a bit harsh (laughs) on you. (laughs) Like a, like a, like like an annoying buzzing fly around you. No, but yeah, he apologized, but then he looked at me. He's like, yeah, but I mean, it's still true. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Proteus, you know, it's an apology, but not an apology. And I I just looked at him. I was like, you know what the fuck you're talking about. And then we got back to it. It wasn't a big deal, but yeah, that was, that was my first time experiencing somebody saying that the american dream was not a real thing and it fucking it affected me it fucked me up man but ultimately i personally i came to believe that uh nobody who hasn't actually lived life can fucking really comment on that okay this is my idea which is um okay maybe that might be true maybe it might be hard maybe you might not succeed maybe you'll fail but what i'm trying to propose is okay do you just want to lay down just yeah, just lay down and take it and just die and not do anything? Mm-hmm. Is that what you want to do? What, what is the what is the point of saying this? Like I don't understand what 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 this means. Like you know what I mean? Are you just going to lay down, do nothing? Not try to better yourself? Just say, "Okay, well my predetermined destiny foretells that I have to do this and not improve myself or or do anything or try because it's statistically impossible." You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to go for. That this is a negative kind of mindset, and that I don't think I think it might. Be, I think it is true. Yeah, I think it's very hard, and I think that many people, some people won't make it. But I think that you should still try. You and and, and even and in the definition said itself, the American dream is achieved through sacrifice, risk taking, and hard work rather than by chance. So that's my See, idea. Some aspects that I think the definition is. Missing as far as my 
thoughts on the American dream. A big part of it is kind of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, there's the the American dream is rooted in the Declaration of Independent Independence, which proclaims that all um, all men are created equal, with the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Also, the U.S. Con- Constitution promotes similar freedom in preamble to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Mm-hmm. So, go ahead, Dio. Yeah, but I, w- I was just saying, uh, at least now. A big part of it for me is entrepreneurship. And then also just the aspect of freedom in America, what it offers or what it has left to offer. I don't. I mean, when I think of the American dream, I think of just dreams in general. I mean, wherever you go, there should be some kind of dream to improve yourself and, and, and take risks and, and try to better yourself. I, th- I think America, though, does give a unique version of that because i mean you see it everywhere that there's there i mean china you can't deny that china is an entrepreneurial spirit right but it doesn't have the same freedom of movement in it you you know what i mean like i mean yes yes because like in in the u.s you can fail up almost absolutely in china you can't it's kind of like based more off you need to succeed at this level in order to succeed at the next level well you need connections to the ccp well i mean even just for like, in order to get into the middle, best middle school, you have to perform well in the best mm-hmm. elementary school. Like it, uh, one a right fuck up in your early life can fuck you up down the line. Ah, uh, yeah, China, exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in the U.S., it's not so much. You like you it. can it's, restart. That's still not the case in the U.S. I mean, look at look at uh, Tom Cruise. He's a high school dropout, but he's worth millions. Well, I I think that you can you can redefine your life at pretty much any age like you can hit reset button and there's america i think has more of these stories than anywhere the rats the riches well not just that but like there's there's like a 30 year old who's just like disillusioned with his life and he's like man fuck this and he you know he goes to hollywood to give a shot as a fucking you know an actor you know there's as far as i know i mean of course i'm biased being in america but i don't think other countries have that same level of and and part of what I'm basing this on off of is international friends that I've had when I tell them about like just the wide amount of jobs that I've had, careers that I've had, they're really taken aback. They're kind of, you know, they're shocked that I've worked that many jobs because it's expected in other countries, China, right off the top of my head, that when you start working someplace, you stay working there for a considerable amount of time. Yes. You know? And I'm not saying that my flakiness at jobs is, is a great thing, but it's it's something unique to America that I still don't feel like a failure because I'm still working towards something that is my own personal version of the American dream. And it could be flakiness, but it can also be just strategy in a lot of ways. But there's a freedom to the flake because even if it was flakiness, flaking, flakiness, <laughs> even if it was the flakiness for the first fucking like 15 years of it, on that 16th year, something changes, and all of a sudden, now I'm doing it for a better reason. Yeah. Like, th- that 15 years of flakiness isn't necessarily going to hurt me as bad here as it would, say, in another country. Yes. Well, with yes. freedom, there is it, a freedom to like, fail. Like you said, at any point in life, you can just turn things around and kind of redefine your life and find success. And I think that the freedom to fail thing is a good idea because I think the fact that the stakes are more real here play a factor in it for example in china i'm not completely sure how their state welfare program goes but i mean the fact that they are based on a communist nation 
at least to some extent, means that you aren't going to be totally like living on the streets, right? I mean, I know that there's places where there's extreme poverty. There's beggars in the city and such. But, I mean, they have, like, welfare programs that are pretty extensive, right? There's homeless. Um, very. I mean, they have, like, those migrant sort of workers who are From the, sure, sure. shoved in, like, a tiny room and there's like 20 people in there. I well, let me, let me change it. If you, if you, if you are in the, the province that you were born in the city that you're born in, you can be taken care of. Cause usually it's the ones that change city or something like that, that wind up falling on their face. I, I don't know. Okay. I may be talking out my ass here. I won't, I won't talk too much about stuff. I don't fully know what I'm, my point is, is that, the fact that the stakes are real here, I remember hearing that one time that somebody, I think it was Bernie Sanders, said that Americans aren't really free because we, if we stop working, then we'll lose our house and all this other stuff. But, I mean, that's absolute freedom. The freedom to fail, the freedom to lose everything is true freedom. If you don't have anything at risk, if you don't have the freedom to have everything be lost, then you're actually not truly free. You know what I mean? It's almost paradoxical. Yeah, it's paradoxical. But it and is it is true. Absolute er, freedom appears less free in some it's ways. It's a double-edged sword. Than less freedom. Yeah, exactly. But I but I mean that's what's important to you because you can still survive. It's just adapting to your case in point. So let's say we talk a bit a bit about immigrant family comes over and they have the American dream. They want to move up you know, the social and financial economic ladder, slowly but surely, they're willing to work hard and sacrifice. Odds are that person is going to move to a big city and they're going to try to prosper in there. This is a bad idea, especially when you consider that most of America is small towns that have a ton of land that is relatively cheap. That same family could move interior to the country to a smaller town, set up shop there, have the same entrepreneurial spirit and could thrive because land is so much cheaper there. Property is so much cheaper. And within less than a generation, given the same kind of choices they would have made in the city compared to, to more in the rural area, they could be living in, in comparably a mansion in just fuck in just 20 years. You know what I mean? If not less. So I think that's something that you need to consider too, is that the American dream as is now is a lot different than the American dream of kind of yesteryear. Yesteryear, the American dream, the the kind of the white picket fence, the the property, owning land, right, mm -hmm. has really been replaced by kind of the bling of the big city, making it big in the big city, which is incredibly hard to do. So if you're judging it off kind of the city living, I would say there's there are definitely reasons to to doubt the legitimacy of the American dream if you're basing it off that. Yes. Anything worth achieving, though, is not going to be easy. That's the way I see it. And You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like there, there's so many cases. There's so many cases of, like, 21-year-olds buying houses here. Where else does that happen? Yeah. At least not that I know of. Yeah. I mean, or, or high school dropouts who create their own multimillion-dollar company. I'm, I'll say his name, Tim Pool. Yeah. As much oh, as yeah. you don't like him... As much as you think, you know, some people call that's, him a grifter. That's the American dream right there. Or a fence sitter. I mean, Look, what did he do? He he was uh, born in a... He's a very good example. Chicago. A relatively, I mean, poor area I think in, like, in southern... I think like south side of Chicago. South side, south side Chicago, Chicago. Mixed race family. Yeah, mixed... Yeah, and some people want to bring in the ethnic, the ethnicity. He's a quarter. I mean... I mean, he brings it up quarter. in every video. <laughs> yeah, quarter <laughs> Korean. 
raised in poverty. Um, relative poverty. I don't think he was like a gangbanger hood or whatever. No, I, I don't think he was living in a cardboard box or anything. But I mean, he was no, but he, he was in like the south, hood. south. But still, Chicago, he he never right? went yeah, to yeah. any presti- prestigious school. Oh, I think a, I think he was a high school dropout. He didn't even he, was, he didn't even finish high school. He says a number of times, yeah. He and he, I don't know if that's true, but let's assume it is true. Um, It'd be easy enough to check. I yeah, exactly. Being easy enough to check. Um, guess what? <laughs> like guess what? He became a journalist. He became actually. a journalist, and yeah, yeah. He went. He went to Egypt. He went to Egypt. He always. He always says, "I went to Egypt." But he went all over. He he. If if you ever listen to it when um, it's really interesting because he said this on a couple of times. So a lot of young aspiring people come up to him and they say, I really want to do what you do. I want to get out there and get on the ground, get to the beat. And he tells them the same thing. And this is where the American dream is really present. Is he says, look, what you need to do, <clears throat> decide what you want to do, find a conflict in the world, and then go there. Just pick your shit up, go there, and, and start reporting. Send your shit in, start writing. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then hopefully someone will buy it. And then go to the next place. Like, I don't have any money. He's like, well, yeah, that's what get a job at like Burger King and save all your money, sleep on somebody's couch, and then you live a broke ass lifestyle here so you can fly to wherever you want in the world and get that story. He goes, and that's all I did. And they're like, who who can do that? He goes, I did it. And he did it enough until he became in demand enough that uh, Vice, he either co-founded or he w- he was picked up by Vice as one of their early. He was one of the, like the earliest employees. For their international conflict department or whatever back when vice wasn't fucking stupid um yeah he was on the cutting edge and all these like war zones going fucking behind the, the scenes and talking to fucking militia leaders and shit and he tells people this and most people are just like i don't want to do that yeah and that's that's the problem with the american dream is most people don't want to put in the fucking work. no people don't want to because it takes risk <clears throat> it t- it's dating an element of danger as well. I, mean, I don't even think poverty. I don't even think it's a danger because a I think they want the danger and the excitement, the James Bond life. They don't want to fucking do the shit part, which is working at Burger King and saving your nickels and that's, dimes. That's sacrifice. Yeah, they don't yeah, want to do they don't that. Want sacrifice. <clears throat> and nothing which is, is atten- the is complacency of a lot of see, Americans. And, ex- and, and extremely, extreme hard work. Which is why immigrants often outperform. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, Asian Americans tend to do very well. Not just Asian Americans. Not just Asian Americans, but immigrants. But I think they're the. From what I heard, they're the minority, like um, stars. They tend to do very well. They outperform even white people here in the U.S. For minorities, yeah. Generally, if you're just looking at minorities, yes. But immigrants, especially. Just any. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you immigrants from Africa, from the Middle East, from uh, outperform us. From Ukraine, (laughs) from Russia. I mean, they'll. Because and they, they they come over and they, they do it strategically, really. Like, they'll get into a business. One will come over, get into a business, work their ass off, bring somebody else over, and they can help with the business. Bring somebody else over, then they open another branch of the business. And before you know it, they have kind of a little, like, mafia set up. Well, they have the uh, community, the strength in numbers. It, th- this is like familial almost. Because, like, I mean, family. I know that in what's well, a familial aspect of it, not so much community because they create a community around themselves. So the first one will come over and they'll get set up. Like I said, work hard, but then they'll bring their whole family over until they build a community around themselves. And these are the smart ones. These are the ones that go to the, to not the big cities, but they go to the suburbs or even further out into the rural areas and they set up shop and they do extremely well. When I started truck driving, I drove for a, uh, 
uh, where the hell is it? Moldovan. And there's a, there's like this, this really strong Moldovan community. They come over and they get, they drive for about a year, get experience. And then they start buying up trucks, getting people to drive for them. And they build these little empires. I mean, and they grow Moldovan empire quite quickly. Um, Moldavia. And then, uh, I know there's a, a lot of uh, Sikhs that do uh, driving the same way. Um, Russians will do it. Um, down uh, in the town I'm from, there's a whole chain of uh, of minute marts, like little gas stations. And they started with real ghetto ones. They bought one of those until they made enough money. Then they started buying, like, uh, you know, um, Texacos and Shells and the more mainstream, nicer ones. And now they don't even they still own it, but they don't work there. <laughs> They're not working the desk. Now they own so many. They they just hire some some bum to to come work there. Some American that didn't have that go getter attitude. Now they're the ones working the counter, you know. And that's that's the American dream. That's the success story right there. It's and that's why I don't believe when you say <clears throat> well statistically you're not likely to blah, 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 blah. statistically most people are fucking lazy. And also, I think they don't know uh, enough about finances and, and taking calculable risks. You I, know? I agree with that. I agree with that. Like, obviously, I'm not going to tell you to go out and, and then spend all your money and try to become an actor and then pour yourself into, uh, put yourselves into debt for like, I don't know, 50000 or whatever, going to film school. Was the American Dream ever about like Hollywood, though? It's just no, like- no. I'm just giving an example because some people, you know, want to become actors and stuff. Very ambitious. I don't think that that started what the 1920s. That's when Hollywood really, 20s, 30s. But even then, I mean, look at look. There are some people who just make connections, and I don't know. I'm not somebody to promote social climbing, but I'm like, if you really want it, well, like, not so much social, but economic climbing. Honestly, if you aim well, for I, something more down to earth, man, you can shoot up easily. If you pick even up just a trade, connections, co- connections, chance, <sighs> a lot of ch- opportunities. Nah, man, you you pick a trade. You come over from fucking Moldova or fucking Ukraine or some fucking Kazakhstan or whatever, and you fucking pick up a trade like plumbing or some shit, right? And you work your, sh- you know, you 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 get you get your fucking license, and then you fucking what's it called, journeyman under somebody, apprentice under somebody, then journeyman, set up your shit. And next thing you know, you're setting up your own fucking plumbing business. That it may have a high competition, but I mean you're charging fucking sixty bucks an hour to go do the thing, you know. And then you start bringing over your family, you know, sponsoring them to get their license, and they're working for you. And next thing you know, you have a fleet of fucking plumbers that are going out every day making sixty bucks an hour at least, you know. Mm-hmm. And you your your economic status has gone up. Fucking people, oh, a plumber. Fuck you! I fucking drive a Bentley. My uh, yeah, my, <laughs> uh, my yeah, my I had we had plumbing work done here. It was like two thousand dollars um, in a, a day, a quick job, in a, huh? in a couple like <laughs> two three hours. Yeah, quick job. <laughs> so yep, can't hate on plumbers. <laughs> no, I mean, and that, or electri- and electricians too. Exactly. Yeah. Or the, you know who else makes a lot of money? The underwater welders who oh, go to well, who go to the oil rigs in Saudi Arabia and they go underneath. They they just, make stupid money. Man, they make. Yeah, obviously you have to be you know. Little, I mean, brave because you go to crazy. those in those gas chambers underneath the water. That is intense. Well, but yeah. if you really really want it, I mean, yeah, that's a lot of money. I mean, welders on dry land make good money, but like yeah, underwater welders, underwater, underwater welders, they make buku cash. Yeah. 
It's scary though. Scary jobs. But I mean, people do it and they do it for five years. I've, I've heard of somebody doing it specifically for one year just so he can like build up a shit ton of money and go travel around the world and have fun. But see, that's that's what I'm saying is I think ultimately the real question of the American dream, whether or not it still exists, it definitely still exists. We see it all the no, time. No, no, it is 100%. It's it's just a matter of of defining what it is and what the end result is and how much you're willing to sacrifice and invest your time and effort to get there. And so, I mean, if, if Hollywood is your goal, there's a good chance you're not going to make it. And you have to know thyself. Know what your skills are. Know what you're good at. Know what your weaknesses are as well. Self-awareness and, would be and a good skill for that. Yeah. A very prominent example today, Elon Musk. Well, some people might argue, he, ah, he had rich family, rich rich uh, father and mother, whatever. But apparently he's self-made anyway. I was going to say, I don't, I, I don't know anything about his background. I know his mom, his uh, dad, his father is a multimillionaire and his mother was a oh, model. What? Oh, was he? Yeah, I, I know that he's he owned like some kind of mining mining company. Oh shit! Well, I, I think so. Let me look it up. He's actually, South African, so I know he's a villain. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah, by, he has an emerald emerald mine. By deep, yeah, he's a villain. Yeah, <laughs> good good people don't have emerald mines. <laughs> no, no, no. This is what he, okay, okay. Apparently, this is what. Let me see. That actually, that's a conspiracy. That he has an emerald mine. <laughs> yeah, that's a Jesus. It's a weird conspiracy. I mean, it does prove he's evil if he has one. So. <laughs> no, no. Elon Musk, from what he says, he's self-made. He said, in 2019, Elon Musk confronted the Twitter, the Twitter. <laughs> I don't know why they say the Twitter, but awesome. Twitter. Talking, talking point about his father's supposed emerald mine. Head on writing. He didn't own an emerald mine. I worked my way through college and had up a hundred thousand dollars in in student debt. I couldn't even afford a second PC and a zip two, so programmed at night and website only worked during day. Wow. So I don't know. I've heard a lot of different things, but regardless of what you think of Elon Musk, whether or not he he's he's an, he had a lot of struggles. You know, think about it. You had the one of the not the greatest astrophysicist, but somebody who was a very popularized astrophysicist, Ooh. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Essentially, talker, man. yeah, saying that that the that um, space exploration in the private sector will never be possible, and then he was talking about Queen Isabella and that all the greatest expeditions in history were, you know, done by the state. That doesn't make any fucking yeah, sense. Exactly, Neil. I love you, man. I really do, but you got to stay in your fucking lane, dude. And guess what? You talk serious, Elon shit. Musk. A lot of people doubted him, even with the with the, the with Tesla. As much as you hate him. Tesla was being, it was a, it was a, it was targeted. It was targeted by uh, manufacturing, uh, the ele- not electrical companies, but the these gas. Uh, the gas-powered vehicles. Be- I, he came overcame a you lot. You remember all those? Remember all those hit pieces telling him, "Oh no, your your Teslas are gonna blow up." Especially, and they were, yeah, especially in the industry. Now, yeah, now there's Teslas everywhere. I mean, he basically changed the fucking, and he almost became <clears throat> bankrupt from what I heard with Tesla. Yeah, and. Yeah. They were really trying to bring him down, saying, "No, electric cars are dangerous. I see Tesla. They'll blow up, and you'll never. They'll never. They'll be too expensive, even if you, you create a company. And guess what? I, I They're see getting Tesla's cheaper and cheaper all over the freeway when I'm driving. Yeah, Teslas are getting cheaper and cheaper. Guess what? Um, SpaceX is doing very well. The reusable rockets are working. Uh, space exp- exploration in the private sector, you know, can I get a shout out for his, his is working out. Is 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 it's working out despite <laughs> should have bought one despite you know Elon Musk and uh, despite um uh, 
Neil deGrasse Tyson saying that it's never going to happen. Well, that's one thing I love yeah. about Elon Musk is that he can put up with with failure and shit talk superbly. Like he brought out his uh, his Batmobile looking truck thing, and everyone was shit talking it. That fucking shook it off like a G's. Like, well, okay, we'll fix it. <laughs> it did yeah. not phase his ass. Like people, I mean. People love to hate that man. They really fucking do. I'm sorry. That guy is, pro- if anybody's going to fucking fix like carbon emissions and, and rapid climate change, it's going to be that guy. Okay. Also, J.K. Rowling. I'm just going to keep bringing up rags to riches stories because, you know, usually it's rags to riches. Not America. But, <laughs> yeah. but I'm going to bring but it up yeah, with J.K. Rowling anyway. <laughs> but J.K. Rowling, is, isn't she American, though? No, she's very no, British. she's British. Very British. Whoa, let me look it up. She's I'm, absolutely I'm, I'm, I'll, Hold on. I'll bet you money before oh, she you look British. it up. She is British. <laughs> <laughs> that she was the wine, man. Extremely British. Hey, but it doesn't matter, though. <laughs> but J.K. Rowling, she's a billionaire, and she was poor back then. She was on welfare. Actually, I think she's a. She got back down to millionaire status because she gave away her. She didn't want to be a billionaire. Exactly, but I'm just saying that I, she was. She. I she, mean, the she's first, the first, the first of her kind. The first Harry Potter's were written on fucking uh, napkins, if I understand. Yeah. For, why did I think she was American? Because you're <laughs> fucking national centric or whatever. Or is it Harry? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> she just went with that. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be funny if we titled it? Gene F- Gene finds out that uh, AJ Carolyn's American. I'm like, what? That's a meme right there. Oh. <laughs> I don't oh know why that she was American. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> Strange accent. She just, oh my god, I'd love it if they just talked like British and stuff. <laughs> okay. It's Is Jacob and Rowling? <laughs> I've got this idea for like wizards and shit, but it wouldn't be cool if they talked like me. It'd be better if they were British because hey, people remember- would take them more serious. Then. But don't you remember Sabrina? <laughs> So what is it that uh, show Sabrina? Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Yeah, yeah, she was American. She didn't talk like Valley Girl though. That's true. She was uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Was it? That was the old Sabrina. Now they have yeah. like a dark devil worshiping Sabrina. Oh, they yeah, they made her super edgy. And I, I haven't watched it. It's probably good, but I, uh, it was a riot. It no, was I a riot. Watch it. But the old one was funny. It was cute. Um, all right. Any any takeaways? Let's it's thirty minutes. Um. There is still so much opportunity out there. Well, you know what? I think that bringing up the, uh, not rags to riches, but just the success stories. Um, you know, in, in the cynic tradition, they talk a lot about stoic indifference, uh, cynic indifference, and um, trying to uh, emulate Hercules. You know, he did the 12 labors, and he overcame a lot of obstacles, despite, you know, him being uh, half a uh, demigod. The whole point of that allegory is that Despite the circumstances of your birth, um, you should still try to um, overcome any obstacle, and that's why it's a important um, uh, symbol in the cynic and stoic tradition. Well, so that's why I bring it up. I'll I'll go ahead and say something. Mention something that you talked about earlier was even if you don't make it, even if you're going to fail, it's still better to use your time working towards it. It's still a, an endeavor worth working towards, fulfilling your dream. Because that's not a life fucking wasted, you know? They talk about the uh, uh, Sisyphus. You guys familiar with Sisyphus? Yeah, the one who rolls the... Push the, the rocks yeah. and it rolls down every day. The, Sisyph- the Sisyphean struggle. And that's kind of, a, it's kind of a metaphor for life and that you're constantly pushing. Like you're, you're, There's never a point in someone's life where they make it and they're on easy street. That's, when you get to that point, you're about to die. 
right? <laughs> like your life is a struggle and, and it's it's a worthy endeavor. If you have an endeavor that's worth investing yourself into, then that itself is is part of the American dream. Yes. And and I think today some of the sacrifices that people struggle with more than anything else are lifestyle sacrifices. Mm. Giving up like partying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, not, do you know like, what? I had to do something very hard. Staying, balancing out your life, staying away from too much social media, things like that. You gotta kind of, yeah, find your own path without getting distracted. I, I think things I think life. the social media is a really good point. We mentioned that earlier amongst ourselves. Social media is really the biggest drug in in the West's life right yeah, now. It's it's the, just such a constant dopamine punch to your brain that you you just don't have the motivation to do shit else it's like and people look at it as like oh i can be big like social media is how i like i mm-hmm. popularize i get attention it's a facade I though make money. but it's like it's hollywood but, but even facade. then the yeah. people who do well on social media they don't actually spend that much time on social media you, you know what i mean like fucking they still go out travel no no and what, do I'm, things. what i'm saying is it takes so much time to produce that shit like it's actually hard work when people like these influencers when they get to a certain level of of success that so many people are after you're actually putting so much into producing and setting up collaborations and fucking editing and uploading well, and it becomes a business with, it is a business yeah and, and so you actually those people no longer are spending time just swiping and fucking scrolling on this shit hour after hour because they actually have a, a they actually have a purpose to their stuff. They actually have a, a dream and a desire they're working towards. And so in that way, they are creating the poison for the for everyone and they're not partaking it in it of themselves. Cause it, honestly if they were, it's like Scarface, man. You don't do your own stash. They wouldn't be able to produce to that level. And part of it is like making it look easy. Well, and that's and that's exactly what it is. Is that's where people get? Oh, I could do that. Oh, life's so good. Life's so easy. I just hold the camera up and I let it yeah, roll, and this is how I am. No, that's, that's not how most it is. of them don't expose behind the scenes, like well, everything should. that they have to. I don't want to see it. what behind the scenes. <laughs> Some do. Some, Some do. do. Yeah, but that's that's the point. Those people probably they are fulfilling the American dream on their own. Their own version of it, but they yes. are they are sacrificing. Yeah, no, absolutely. If you're spending, if you're spending, fucking hours scrolling this shit, mindlessly scrolling on social media, and you're comparing yourself to other people, I guarantee the people that are really making it big doing that. If you have any desire to do that sort of thing, they're not doing that. They're investing their time much much better. And this this gets into like the stoic realm about like how you allocate your time and how you spend your time and how it's your most valuable resource because it really fucking is. So I, I really think you got to you gotta make your choices. And like uh, Dio was saying, you got to put to bed things that aren't helping you become the person you want to be. I wish, I wish I knew this and embodied this much younger. I wish when I was in my early 20s even, um, I wish that I... I I've, like, I heard people mention this shit, and I'm like, yeah, fucked up. I'm getting fucking wasted this weekend. And I did every <laughs> weekend. And sometimes mostly during the week, too. But the point is, is I wish that it made, like, it clicked. As much as I heard it, I wish that it clicked because my life would be very different if I 
invested in Bitcoin when it first started. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't remind me. Of, like, I had opportunities, man. I had fucking opportunities. I remember when it was like oh, 10, 15 bucks. For a Bitcoin, which is <laughs> no, now like don't 40, bring a Bitcoin. Forty thousand what is it, forty thousand dollars, thirty five thousand right now? It, it broke forty and I think it went back under. Fuck man. Per Bitcoin. I would have bought like fucking thousand of them. I owned all the Bitcoin. Well, you, you want to you know my, what my takeaway is, is I'd rather live a life of oh wells rather than a life of what ifs. Because at least, at least if you fail, then you know how the outcome, you know, what was the outcome. But if you never even took that step, then you're like, well, you're completely in the dark. You're like, what if? Well, I don't know, you know. I'd rather know what did happen rather than think what could have happened. You know what I mean? That goes back to that thing when someone's on their deathbed, they're they're never thinking about all the stuff that they didn't do or all the stuff that they they did do, like it was a mistake. They're looking back at all the stuff that they wish they yeah did, they, that they, they would, didn't do. You, um, lead an interesting life. What is it? Um, what is that quote? Uh, do the damn thing. The bold. Something about the bold. See, ah, it was in Latin. I remember in Latin, but I don't remember how to say it in English. Uh, be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid. Something like, um, Audentes fortuna jovat. I think fortune it was, favors the bold. Yeah, fortune favors the bold. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And, I mean, just be in motion. Just be in motion. Things that stay in motion tend to stay in motion. That's impetus, you know, the kinetic energy in physics. Just yep. don't just lie down and do nothing. Because I think that's the Doomer logic where it's like... The Doomers yeah, get paralyzed by indecision. The, yeah, they get paralyzed by... Ind- I personally know somebody when who's they a dream, great, They dream yeah. too much. They fucking fantasize too much. Yeah, and that, that's actually a problem. It's called... Social you, media makes you fantasize You know what it's called? Much. It's called... um, And and it's funny because Tumblr wants to uh, romanticize it. It's called uh, maladaptive daydreaming. This was the problem and during this, the fucking yeah. romantic period. Fucking. And we should talk about the romantic period next episode versus the... Uh, Classical period. Classical wins. Well, yeah, because they use logic. You know, they don't use <laughs> the romantic use logic. period. Facts they, they just got all in their fucking. Uh, uh, facts feels. don't care about your feelings. They really don't. <laughs> they, really, they can't be fucked. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's my takeaway. Um, let's end it here. Any got any other uh, comments? Freedom. Last, oh, episode. last episode. Oh, you know what's funny? We forgot to uh, title the episode. Call what was back. it? It's probably episode. This like, episode. Was it 30, 30, 31? Um, yeah, they'll, they'll figure it out. I'll title later. I always make my own rules. Anyway, uh, Parabellum. Parabellum.